Hello, everyone. This is Mark Kester at the Players NIL. Welcome to my podcast. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with uh, a gentleman that I've only recently met, but we've uh, become fast friends. And I think we have a lot of interest and I'd like to share his story with you because as we say at the Players NIL, our mission is to use athletics to better our lives and to improve the lives of the people around us. So let me uh, give a warm and welcomed visit to Zach Oliver. Zach from Matchpoint, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks a lot for having me, Mark. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for being on. And, uh, you know, as I told you, they've decided to cut the tree down outside of my uh, townhouse today. So like good football players, we'll power through it. It's just a little bit of rain and wind and mud, but still got to get the first down. So for us, yeah, uh, it's first and 10. And here's my first question. Zach, we've obviously been very fortunate that athletics has paved the way for us, but go back to your early childhood. Tell me the first time that you remember being exposed to sports. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, even before I remember, I always remember my mom and dad telling me about the first word, you know, out of my mouth was ball. Obviously an easy word for kids to say, but like, you know, it was something that my dad, you know, did something my brother did um, all played college football. So, you know, from, from a very early start, it was definitely going to be a part of my life. Um, I remember there's a little picture of me where literally having my brother's football helmet on, like falling over as a baby because I couldn't keep my head up. So it was definitely ingrained in my life from again, before I can't even remember thinking back to when I can remember um, like early, early days, kindergarten playing flag football and, you know, Saturday mornings with dew on the ground and running around just, you know, still back then was also still a quarterback. So um, you know, from there kind of progressed all the way through high school, you know, was fortunate enough to have a good junior year, which kind of you know, ultimately led me to Northwestern. Um, so it was a, definitely a great childhood of, of not just football, but all sports, but ultimately football was, you know, was the end all be all. What part of the world was that? Where, where'd you grow up, Zach? Uh, born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So definitely football country, um, you know, LSU, everyone bleeds purple and gold. Again, I, I always say as well, the, the first LSU home game I missed was my first year at Northwestern. So um, so I, I was definitely uh, a, a true fan uh, growing up, um, you know, from again, the little, little days when I could, when I was covering my years and my dad was taking me to the game and he didn't want to leave because it's the fourth quarter and the teams are tied and I'm like, I can't hear anything. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely greater memories now looking back. So you were grew up, born and raised in football country, in athletic country. I mean, LSU has tremendous sports, tremendous athletes. Your parents encouraged you and gave you opportunities around sports. When did you know that you had a chance to take this opportunity and really benefit from it? Yeah. So, I mean, it was always something in my mind that was just never a doubt. I was, I was going to do this to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. Um, you know, thankful. I remember fifth grade when my teachers was like, you know, I was telling him like, I'm going to be in the NFL one day. And he's like, yeah, like probably, you know, hedge your bets a little bit there, kid. Like, <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, screw that guy. Like, I want to, you know, I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm going to go out. I'm going to you know, do everything I can and you know, work on the on nights from film and then weekends on, you know, working on my, on my craft. And as a, being a quarterback, obviously, is so physical and mental, um, you know, even at an early age, understanding like differences from, you know, from like reading coverages to understanding like potential audibles. And, and this is stuff we weren't even doing in high school, but just wanted to kind of get ahead of you know, where I knew the game was going. Um, and so definitely tried to put in as much work as I could physically and mentally. 
what were the factors that you considered when you chose Northwestern or looked at other opportunities in, uh, in college? What were the things that you wanted to get out of that experience? Yeah, so I always say Northwestern was my first mm -hmm. offer coming out of high school. So I think that that meant a lot to say, like, hey, like they're going to, you know, they're going to be the lead. They're going to, you know, say like they believe in me before anyone else does. Um, obviously, after that, you know, it was kind of, it, it set up to where it was a little bit more of a waterfall effect where I had, you know, most of the schools in Louisiana from a scholarship standpoint, um, you know, was talking with Colorado and Vanderbilt, and Stanford, and it ended up being Northwestern Stanford and, um, and LSU were my final three. Um, you know, from a strategic standpoint, I, I see Stanford. I'm like, okay, they've got two other quarterbacks my age. One of them was Kevin Hogan, you know, who was there for five years. Great player. Um, so I was like, okay, I would be the third quarterback in a, in a system on the back end of Andrew Luck. It's like tough thing to follow up. Um, and then there's also when Harbaugh was still coaching at Stanford. So I, I kind of, he was my recruiting guy, you know, going there. So, I, you know, getting to meet him and kind of understand his philosophies on, on quarterbacking as a former quarterback was great. Um, LSU, obviously, you know, home, hometown, you know, loved them growing up, like I was absolute fan, you know, nothing I would have rather, you know, coming out of high school or going into high school than like, you know, running, you know, out on that field and like listening to the band play out, all that stuff. So, you know, definitely that was my emotional play. And then it kind of fell in between the lines where I was like, okay, like Stanford, maybe not a perfect fit, Louisiana, um, you know, kind of stringing me along and, and trying to figure out like from an offer standpoint, what was going to make sense. So I kind of fell back to my roots a little bit with Northwestern, seeing that you know they're my first offer, amazing opportunity from an educational standpoint, and then also for me, I thought it was important to kind of get out of my hometown in, in Louisiana and understand you know what the world does have to offer. Um, and I think that it ended up being a great decision and expanded my network um, tenfold, um, if not more, um, of you know the, the different opportunities that were brought to me, which kind of eventually led me to kind of where I am today. Awesome, great story, and you know. Uh, congratulations to your parents that gave you those values and, and helped you uh, make those decisions and great academic institution, big 10 football, big time football, big time city, Chicago. Right. Yeah. So now you, so now you're, you know, you're, you're at Northwestern, you're competing on the field. And of course you've had success your whole life, but all of a sudden there's 52 other people at the same level and same success and maybe higher credentials. And what was it that you needed to do to compete and how did you use athletics in your mind to grow and to prosper and, and and what were some of the stories in college about adversity that you had to overcome yeah no so as a you know coming in as a freshman there was always you know an older guy kind of on the team and, and kind of me kind of climbing that uphill battle really throughout my entire career at Northwestern so you know come in Dan Persa as a starting quarterback just came up a <coughs> excuse me a great year um, so he was obviously, you know, started that year. The following year, there was kind of a dual duality quarterback between uh, Ken Coulter and Trevor Simeon. That lasted for the next three years. So we're, now I'm in my fifth year. So my redshirt senior year, my, the year that I've been waiting for. And then now all of a sudden we've got, uh, you know, a new a freshman coming in who is a four-star talent out of Illinois, Clayton Thorson, a really good friend of mine. And, you know, he straight up just beats me out in spring and, you know, in practice. So I, I'm going to my season. And I'm just like, oh, head down. I'm just like, God dang it. I can't believe like this is like where it ended up after all of this. Um, and I remember sitting in Coach Fitz's office. Like, I, I, first of all, I, when I found out, like I, I was mad, very mad. I took a day, right? I, I wanted to take that day, process, figure out like what, 
how am I, how am I going to react to this? Am I going to transfer? Am I going to be a, a pain in the butt to the team? Am I going to be a, you know, a hindrance? So, so that I took that day. It was a very important thing when you're thinking about like evolving as not only like an athlete, but a person, like take that period of time. Went back into Fitz's office the following day, Coach Fitzgerald. And I'm like, all right, I can think about this two ways. I could, I could leave, I can be a hindrance, or I could take this as an opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to try to mentor this kid from all the things I have, you know, been through. I can get my master's at Kellogg, which is an, obviously another incredible institution. And I can go through this year and, you know, be ready when my number is called. Um, so if there is an opportunity that pops up, like I'll be there. Um, but if not, I want to be a teammate. I want to be a friend. I want to be like, this is a family, Northwestern football family. I say it all the time. Like, so I wanted to be that person. Um, and obviously those are, those are morals and goals that go far beyond sport. But I definitely think the fact that, you know, we, I was able to, you know, maintain that, that mentorship throughout my process and get that from the older kids. I wanted to give that back to the kids, you know, who were coming in below me. Um, so definitely, you know, a big, a big turning point in my life in terms of just like how I was going to approach, you know, adversity on the go forward. Wow. Great story. And, uh, you know, I love the humility and the honesty and the transparency and look, some kids, uh, you know, when they become freshmen in high school, their athletic career is over. Some, you know, don't make the varsity team. Some many don't go to college and very few in college play at a high level and play all four years. So it comes to an end, right? You know, everyone's athletic career, although Tom Brady's defying those odds. But uh, <laughs> so now you've, you've had all this experience, right? From Baton Rouge, watching games, cheering, great decision, great school. You got a master's, amazing program, all these experiences, mentorship. How did you use athletics to transition to the next phase of your life? And what, what were the lessons from athletics that really transferred to your business career? Yeah. Um, you know, another, another coach fits, you know, ism I'll say is something that he, he said that always resonated me, with me and that I've taken into my you know career after is that, you know, people do things for people who they like. Right. So that's something I've always kind of taken with me um, post sport and really took that as like an opportunity to really network within this such vast Northwestern community of alumni, you know, who are passionate about their, you know, their sports and their football team. So again, I met Kellogg, you know, I, I was jumping in between classes, going to grab coffee with alumni in the city. And before I knew it, I kind of built up this like large network of individuals who are alumni who, you know, who were much smarter than me in, in areas I had never even heard of. So I was like, I want to talk to a, a real estate guy. I want to talk to a trading guy. I want to talk to a hedge fund guy. But I knew for me, I wanted to be, you know, get some sort of foundation in finance. I didn't know what that was at the time. Um, so went through an entire slate. I think by the end of it, I probably had like 50 contacts in like in the, in, a, in the given like quarter, um, of that year. So, um, when the time came again, football was done. I tried to do a little NFL run and got, ended up not having enough tape, um, and, and didn't work out. But you know, when that was over, reached back into that Rolodex and I was like, okay, you know, reach back out who, who, who is hiring, who knows someone who might be hiring reached back out to everybody and then fell in um, to a slot at JP Morgan in Chicago um, with the Northwestern alum. Um, I did that for about a year. Um, and then my then girlfriend, now wife got into Columbia law school. So she, you know, we moved to, we moved to New York. Sorry, another change, another pivot. Right. So taking that as another opportunity, reached back into the Rolodex that I had built out and then kept in touch with these people. Another Northwestern gentleman, uh, David Ventura at Citigroup, you know, had a slot open on his trading desk. So, uh, an industry I'd never been in before, but because of the positive relationships based on, you know, the trying to make sure that people, you know, feel like that we're, we're, in, you know, in good co cohorts and 
people like me and I like them. And I want, I want to establish these positive relationships, you know, because of that positive relationship, you know, and the background and the education that we had achieved, um, you know, welcomed me onto their desk. So I traded, you know, on the equities desk at Citigroup for, for five years. Um, so those are two very important, you know, people in my life who have kind of helped me along the way, but because of the, you know, the philosophies that I've taken, um, you know, really from, from, from the words of Coach Fitz. Um, and then, so from there, I'm happy to kind of jump into what we're working on now, if you'd like. Yeah. So clearly you had an entrepreneurial, you know, blood flow in there somewhere and you were, you know, in the structure and growing and learning and got married and you know, living in the big apple. Uh, tell us about what you're doing now. What's Matchpoint all about? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so COVID had hit, um, you know, everyone experienced it, you know, in their own way. Um, so I'm at my uh, parents, father-in-law's house in Dallas, Texas, and you know, my brother had left his prior business. And so, you know, also as a co former college athlete, like he and I were putting our heads together, like, all right, how do we get back into college sports? Like, all right, we're seeing this legislation change on the horizon. Like, okay, like this is an interesting opportunity in a, in a, in a new market that's never existed before. So we wanted to find a way to be a connector between businesses and, and the college athletes who were going to ultimately, you know, get the opportunities that we never got. Um, so we effectively created a, a, an app that allows businesses um, and, and athletes to contextually match, communicate, and ultimately transact on the same platform. So taking the entire like influencer relationship of like, uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a DM. I'm going to probably get an email address or phone call, have a phone call communicate, negotiate, go back and forth, maybe get paid on PayPal or Venmo or another platform, and then try to figure out what to do at the end of the year from a tax standpoint. We want to consolidate all of those points and then put them into one platform so that there is a seamless you know, flow from start to finish of the influencer brand relationship. Yeah, you know, uh, the Players NIL is an educational platform. So we're kind of the third leg of that stool you have yep. brands, you have athletes, you're connecting them, and, and we're trying to support athletes from an educational standpoint. NIL is a great opportunity. Um, it's still early. We call it the Wild West, and uh, we don't really know where it's going to take us, but we're both uh, in this world. So, you know, this is the last question. You know, Zach Oliver, you know, coming from Baton Rouge, arrives in Chicago, gets off the plane, goes to Coach Fitz and says, I'm here to play football. Oh, by the way, name, image, and likenesses around. What's the advice that you give Zach Oliver freshman year at Northwestern? Yeah, I mean, this is, it's so funny because like looking back on myself coming into college, like didn't have an Instagram or didn't have social media really throughout all of college, right? So that was my mindset. I was like, I don't want distractions. Like, and I was in my mind, like now looking back, I was like, okay, thinking about it, maybe a little bit of the wrong way. And maybe we live in a new environment that when it was in, you know, 2011, but but still, like, I think, you know, the ability to create your own brand personas and, you know, and, and tell that narrative from start to finish, like the same story that I just told you, like from literally being a little kid and understanding, like, why did I get into football? Like people and brands, especially, and I think about things from like a brand perspective, but want to see that narrative. They want to understand where you came from and your background and your morals, because at the end of the day, they're taking a bet and a risk on you. Um, so for me to be able to, to give advice would be to, to, to tell athletes to build up that narrative. And then secondly, take this as an opportunity, not only again, to potentially maybe make some money, but like to, to be an entrepreneur, like you're not going to be able to take any course at most colleges where they're going to be able to learn as much as you can by just stepping in, 
doing a deal with someone and learning the negotiation process or, or forming your own LLC or understanding how taxes work. Like there's only so much a classroom can teach you from that perspective. And I think that was a big part of why NIL was launched was so that college athletes had the ability to, to really like put their head down and understand what it means to start and grow a business, which will ultimately set them up for long-term success. Well, that's awesome and, and great advice. And uh, I can just feel it in your passion, uh, in your voice. Uh, your passion for your business and match point is off to a great start. And uh, I think you have a great product and I think you guys are going to be successful. And, you know, we certainly wish you well, and we thank you for being on the podcast and uh, the players NIL and match point may uh, have an opportunity to work together. And I would certainly welcome that, but more yeah. importantly is our vision is the same and that is to give back. And uh, we yep. can do that in an entrepreneurial way, right? We can, we can be successful, you know, we can be uh, profitable, but we can bring, you know, the lives of the people around us into focus and contribute. And I think you have that same vision. So congratulations. I wish you the best of luck and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Great conversation. Yeah. I look forward to the next one. Thank you. Take care.